one, we also like to say good morning to our online community. We want to say to, uh, to all of those that's there and they are listening, we thank you for your presence. We pray that as you've been listening, that God has richly blessed you. So this morning, where we want to go is into the book of St. Matthew's chapter number 6. St. Matthew chapter number 6 is where we're going to begin. The Lord has been dealing with us about the kingdom. He's been teaching us who we are, that we are royalty. He's been teaching us that. He's been teaching us that uh, when it comes down to who we are, we have to understand that we are under a king and we're in his kingdom. And so today what God gave me uh, to, to speak this morning to teach this morning is about something we all need, um, and it is living a balanced life. Living a balanced life. I guess to most of us that might seem to be foreign (laughs) to live a balanced life, to live a balanced life according to the kingdom of God, according to the rules of God. Now, when we think about life, the the one that really teaches us about life is Solomon. And we go to the book of Ecclesiastes, we we understand that Solomon was one that really experienced life. He talked about how he, 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 he experienced wisdom. He talked about how he experienced madness and folly. He, even though he was wise, Solomon was really a fool. He was the wisest man up on earth, but yet he was totally crazy, if I can say that. But, but yet, out of everything he did, everything that, that came about in, in life, he said he experienced everything. I mean, he said he went to do everything. Every, there was nothing that was off limits for him. Now, Solomon is a king. But he discovered something as he went through all of that, all of his many wives that he had and, and all the things, that, you know, he's just laboring. He talked about how as he labored, he understood that that was vain and that was vexation to his spirit. He talked about uh, much learning was, was much sorrow. You know, you get a whole lot of knowledge. He talked about it being much sorrow. But at the end uh, of the book of uh, uh, Solomon, by the way, uh, Ecclesiastes, it starts off, it talks about the preacher. And he was saying that at the end of the day, the, the whole duty of man is to fear the Lord and keep his commandments. That was what he came to in the sum total. So I said, Lord, what, does, what is life? What, what is life? And, li- and God says, life is the sum total of a person's existence, the sum total. But then God says this to me. He says, what has happened is life was never designed to be complicated. Life was never designed to be complicated. Life was designed to be simple. We're going to prove that in the scripture. We make it complicated. You know, mankind makes life complicated. The first place we want to go to this morning is in the book of Genesis, chapter number 2, to to prove to us how God simplifies life and how life started off in the very beginning. Let's go to Genesis, chapter number 2. Genesis, chapter number 2. Genesis, chapter number 2. Are we there? First book of the Bible. Genesis, chapter 2. 
And we're going to begin reading at verse number 7. Remember now, the title of the message this morning is Living a Balanced Life. A Balanced Life. Now, in in Genesis chapter number 2, verse number 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse 8 says, uh, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And then let's jump over to verse number 15 in Genesis chapter number 2. Now, verse 15 says this, And the Lord God took the man, and he put him into the garden of Eden to dress and to keep it. When God first formed man, he gave him a very simple plan, a very simple life. His instructions was to dress and keep the garden. It, that, was, that was all he had to do. He had already prepared everything for man. And when I began to, to look at this, the simplicity of this, when, when I began to study about where God had placed man, in other words, it talked about Eden, at the Garden of Eden. It was saying that it's almost like he put man in his own little world. He put man in his own little universe. Because at that time, at that time, it was only man. God had, God had brewed his breath into him. He had became a living soul. And God began to teach man. But then he says to this, he says, now to dress and keep it also means to worship and serve. That was his job, to worship and serve. And there he was in this little universe, this little world. But then God also brought into play what they call the kingdom world, the animal kingdom world. He brings the animals to him. And, and how simple can that be? He, he was there to, to name the animals, and that's what he did. He began to name them. But the strange thing, life did not become chaotic until, and y'all excuse me, ladies, it did not become chaotic until God formed another human. Can I get a witness on that? I mean, it did not become chaotic until there was another human in play. And I'm like, Lord, wow, please help us, God. Help us females, amen. Help the human race. Let me put it that way. Help the human race. He, he didn't have a problem out of the animals. He didn't have a problem there. He, he was there serving in his own little world. And all of a sudden, when another human came into play, then all of a sudden, everything becomes chaotic. That's how it is in our life. That's why we have to be very careful how we choose our friends and those that, that we um, have in relationships. But what is the simplicity? What is God talking about that life is, is so simple and that we make it complicated? See, God gave man an assignment in Genesis chapter 2. He gives him assignment. It just nearly nearing the end of the assignment, he just really blows it. He really blows it. But if we go to St. Matthew's chapter number 6, St. Matthew's chapter number 6, and let's see what God says about the kingdom way, the kingdom way, because we're, we're dealing with kingdom. We're not, we're not dealing with church, church, because God didn't teach church. God taught kingdom. 
I mean, in the word of God, he, when he leaves his disciples and he's getting ready to go away, he begins, the Bible says, he began to teach them things that pertain to the kingdom. Even Paul began to say about uh, teaching about the kingdom of God. The apostles, the disciples, they were teaching about the kingdom of God. The kingdom is, is, is heaven's, uh, the governing influence of heaven upon the earth. I mean, the kingdom is a foundation of power. But what does he say? How do we balance our life? How do we make it simple? God gives us an answer in the scriptures. Matthew chapter number 6. Amen. And we're going to look at verse number 33 in St. Matthew chapter number 6. All right. He simplifies things for us. St. Matthew chapter number 6, looking at verse number 3. What does he tell us to do? And, and this particular verse, God says this. He says, but seek ye what? First. Whatever is he seeking? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he says, all these things shall be added unto you. All these things shall be added unto you. So God is saying we need to prioritize the things that we do. And he's already given us our two priorities. Now, of course, man has them out of order, right? The, first, the two things God tells us to do is to seek, to search, to discover his kingdom. That's the number one thing. That's the number one priority. The number two priority is says, and seek his righteousness. Seek his righteousness. Seek right positioning with the Lord. Come in alignment with God. But what do we do as mankind? We seek everything else except the kingdom. We seek everything else except for his righteousness. We seek everything else. We're looking for a wife. We're looking for a husband. We're looking for a job. We're looking for a a car. We're looking for a home. We seek everything else except what God tells us to seek in his word. Amen. Two, Two simple things. Now, when we prioritize what God is saying, think about our list of priorities doing out the day. How, when we sit down, we take a list, is the kingdom number one? Is righteousness number two? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Amen. Uh, just think about it. Why do we have such a, a, a chaotic life? It's because we got things out of place. Seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. It's nothing hard about seeking the kingdom. Seeking the the, the governing influence of heaven upon the earth. The word of God says, says this. Let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So he tells us to seek the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom. If you want to simplify our lives, if we want to put our life in balance, we have to begin all over again. We have to understand, as, as God spoke to us and let us know, that the Word of God, the, what we call the Bible, that it is God's mind on paper. So when we look at the Word of God, no longer are we just looking at a book. We're no longer just calling it just the Bible. No longer are we saying, oh, hey, I, I, need, to, I need to study, I need to read. But we've got to understand this book 
is God's mind on paper. That means it takes it to another level. That means when we pick it up and we begin to study and we begin to read, we come to the understanding that we, are, we have God's mind written right here on paper. It's, it's just amazing. If we can just comprehend that. This is instructions God has given us. It is his mind on paper. First thing he tells us to do, he tells us to seek his kingdom and right positioning or right alignment, which is righteousness. Uh, That's what he's telling us to do. Then he says all these other things will be added. Amen. Living a balanced life. How many is life when you get up early in the morning just totally chaotic? You got no plan, you know, no direction, no sense of what we need to do today except go to work, make a few dollars, amen, a few dollars, help me, Holy Ghost, a few dollars that does not really last, does not take us to the week. And the reason why, we got the wrong concept of money. We have the wrong concept and the wrong understanding about money. Amen. Now, the next thing we want to go to is, is Romans chapter number 14. Because he's saying, saying to us, seek his kingdom and seek right alignment or right positioning uh, with God. And then he said he'll add all these things. Now, let's look also about the kingdom. Let's look at Romans chapter number 14. The book of Romans chapter number 14. Are we there? Am I allowed to teach this morning? Just want to teach. Don't want to get too excited, Brother Carl, like we was last week. And we just want to kind of, kind of keep it low. Amen. We're going to kind of keep it under this time. Amen. Now, Romans chapter 14. Now, watch what he says about the kingdom. Romans chapter 14, verse number 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not what? Meat and drink. How many times do we worry about filling our bellies? But it says the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink. That's not what the kingdom is all about. But watch what he's saying. Because remember now, God said, seek ye first the kingdom. Okay? Now watch what he says about the kingdom. He says, for the kingdom of God is not. He tells us what it's not. But then he says, the kingdom of God is but righteousness and peace and joy In the Holy Ghost, the kingdom of God is righteousness, right alignment, right positioning with God. The kingdom of God is peace. How many many people's lives is so disturbed now? See, God left us his peace. But he says that the kingdom, that which we're supposed to be seeking, we're supposed to be seeking peace. I mean, right now, it's, it's it's off the chain. Amen. I mean, when Minister, when Minister Hill came in this morning, he, I'm still on yesterday about the Walmart shooting, and now he's on to this morning shooting open in uh, Ohio. Somebody just walking down the street just killing people. I mean, it, it's, it's literally crazy. Man has lost his common sense. He's lost his mind. But if we would seek peace, because he says the kingdom of God is it, it, peace. It's, he says it's righteousness, which is right alignment, Right positioning. And then he said, it's peace and joy. Where is our peace today? Where is, where is our joy today? 
Because he's saying, if you want to live a balanced life, you got to have joy, you got to have peace, and you have to live in right positioning or right alignment with God's kingdom. See, the thing about the, the kingdom is this. God is the king. He's the king. And whenever it comes down to the kingdom, the kingdom, and we stated this before, the Holy Spirit brought it, uh, the kingdom has a king. And what that king does, the king sets all the rules. He sets all the laws, and we're supposed to be subject to what the king says. Uh-huh. But what happens is we have formed what we call in America democracy. That's not even in the book. That is not in Scripture. You cannot find voting on God's law nowhere in the mind of God in the Bible. There ain't no such thing as, as Democrats and Republicans and liberals and all that mess. No, no. That, that, that's not even biblical. We are under kingdom ring. We are under who God says we are. He says we are royalty. Then he lets us know that he makes the laws. And by the way, the law cannot be voted on. The law, the kingdomship, God's law, cannot be voted on. So how in the world are we doing all this voting about all this situation that's going on? That's not in the book. That's not the kingdom way. That's not kingdom principles. That, that is not what God says we are supposed to be doing. We are royalty. We live in a domain. We live under the kingship, and we live in a kingdom. We are from two worlds. God taught us that. Well, we have a home. We, we, heaven is one ring, and here we're again in the earth. We are supposed to be the reflection of God in the earth. But it don't look like it, does it? It doesn't appear to look that way, not now. Amen. But God is still in control. He is still in control. Understanding now, it talks about the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not by what you can fill yourself with. That's not kingdom. He said you seek the kingdom. Seek righteousness. Seek peace. Seek joy. And God says you will have a balanced life. How many people want a balanced life? I'm, I'm here. Hey, I don't know about y'all, but I got enough problems of my own. I definitely want a balanced life. But I got to do it God's way. It has to be God's way. It cannot be our way. But we seek everything else except the priorities that God had set forth. He said, seek my kingdom. And then he said, seek righteousness. How many people are seeking righteousness to be in right positioning or right alignment with God? Think about it, America. Think about it, people. Think about the body of Christ. We have to do it God's way if we want to live a balanced life. Now, let's also, let's go now to the book of St. Luke. St. Luke, yeah, Luke 17. St. Luke, chapter number 17. So now we got to discover where the kingdom is because we always want to see what the word of God says. Amen. Got to see what the word says. It doesn't matter what we say. This is God. And I love that. I love that when God gave me that. This is God's mind on paper. I, I love that. So now when I just reach down, I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, I'm in the presence. I'm in the presence of God because this is his mind. I mean, a holy God, an awesome God, an almighty God, he has put his mind on paper for, for us. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's powerful. Now, St. Luke chapter number 17. 17. 
All right, St. Luke chapter number 17. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 20. Now, of course, Christ is always questioned. But in verse 20, it talks about when the Pharisees, when they demanded when the kingdom of God should come, this is how God answers them. He says, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. The kingdom of God is not an outward showing. The kingdom of God is not an outward showing. You, you, I know, I don't know about y'all, but I've been in, in places that say, oh, we're going to take the kingdom by force. We're going to take it by force. We're going out we're going to take the kingdom. Well, they don't even know the word because the word will tell us where the kingdom is. And, and our mind is, and we, we grab hope to what people say, not what God says. But what does the word of God say about the kingdom? Looking at verse number 21 and St. Luke chapter number 17, this is what it says. Neither should I say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is where? The kingdom of God is within you. And what is the kingdom of God? It is is righteousness, is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost according to the scripture. Amen. Can can we swallow that? Because we're looking for it to be some outward exterior thing, something, you know, that we can go do. No, no. It's not about that. The kingdom, what we're searching for is within us. We've got the peace is within us. Right alignment and right position. God says it is within us. Peace is within us. Joy is within us. I don't know about y'all, but, you know, sometimes I go through pure hell. Anybody been there beside me? Okay, all right, y'all religious folk. Okay. You got it all going on, right? You got it all going on. You don't have no troubles. You don't have no sorrow. You know, that's what's wrong with church folk. We wear a mask all the time and we don't be real. Amen. We don't be real. We go through. But the main thing God says, some of the things that we bring on ourselves and some, some things that's happening in our lives, it's according to the will of God. We can never get better if God does not take us through things. Amen. Well, we have to learn to be better. But he says, to us, he said, the kingdom is within you. Don't go looking for it somewhere. Look within is what he says. If you want to live a balanced life, we have to go through God's plan, God's way, his, his priorities. Think about your own priorities for the day or for the next week, better yet. Think about your priorities. Are the first two God's priority? Because he says now, if you seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, he says all these things will be added to you. That's what the word says. Now, we go seeking for things, and when we can't get those things, we get upset with God, right? But, but that's not what God said. God said if you seek his kingdom first. If you seek the governing influence of heaven here in, on earth or within us, then God says, and we set ourselves in a right alignment, right positioning. He says all these things are going to be added. Peace, joy. It's a joy in the Holy Ghost. I mean, that, that, that's, just, that's just awesome. That, that's just awesome. Now, let's see how God, Jesus Christ, deals with things. Now, he does things a little bit different than what we do. Amen. Let's go to St. Matthew chapter number 8. Talking about living 
a balanced life. We have to set our priorities in order. St. Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 19. You know, when we set our priorities, you know, there are a lot of things that appear to be good, and they are good. But they have to be organized, and then we have to discipline ourselves in order for us to be able to carry out the priorities God has set forth. Amen. There's nothing wrong with having priorities. You just got to have the right priority in place. Kingdom first and righteousness second, and everything else is after that. Okay? Now, look, look Jesus is a bad, I won't call him one boy. He's, 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 he's phenomenal. Let me put it that way. Jesus is phenomenal. Watch how he deals with this. St. Matthew chapter 8, looking at verse number, number 19. He says, and, that, and a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Now, a scribe is, is one that's a right of the law. He, he knows the law. And he's, asked, he's, saying to, he's saying to Jesus, he said, Now, I will follow you wherever you go. I, I'll go. But watch Jesus' answer. Watch, watch his answer. Because what Jesus basically says here, he said, Well, I'm homeless. That's, that's, what, that's what he basically says. Look at verse number 20. It says, this is how Jesus responds to him. He said, and Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have not where to lay his head. That makes him homeless, right? He said, the foxes got holes. They, they, got, they got a hole. He said, the birds got nests. He said, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So what does that mean? <laughs> that means he was homeless. When I said homeless, uh, he had no place to stay. But then he was saying to them, listen, are you willing to follow me to that degree? Thank you. Are you willing to follow him to that degree, degree when you may not have shelter? When you may not have nowhere to lay your head at night and you can still call on the name of God, still can call on the name of Jesus and serve him. But see, the scribe had a problem. But what Jesus was teaching them was it's not about materialistic things. That's the problem with the society today. It's all about the material things. God said it's about spiritual things. It's about the kingdom. It's about righteousness. I mean, he's... When you think about God, God walked up to you, Christ walked up to you and said, I want you to give up everything and follow me. Can you do it? I want you to give up everything and everybody. Can you do it? Can you do it? Think about it. Think, 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 think about it. Because that's what he says there. But watch verse number 21 and St. Matthew verse number 8. Now, 21 says this. He says, and another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. In other words, I got some immediate things, uh, God, I, I need to take care of. So if you allow me to go, go bury my father. You know, when you come about your, your, your parents or your mother or your father, that, that, that's very close to you, right? And so this disciple said, listen, I'll follow you, but this is what I need to do first. But that's not God's way. 
That's not God's priority. Watch what Jesus says here. Watch what Jesus says. Jesus says this, verse 22. But Jesus said unto him, follow me. In other words, take your mind off of the things that you want or that you think is most important. And he says, follow me. But then he says this, and let the dead bury that, their dead. Boy, Jesus was rough, wasn't he? He said, you let the dead bury the dead. You come on and you follow me. The dead can't do you no good. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing left in them. They've already crossed over. They've already made that journey. But God's saying, follow me. Let the dead bury the You would think, oh, my God, he is so cruel. Just, just, just think about that. Just, I mean, come on, y'all, be real. Just think about that. He's saying, listen, your, 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 your parent dead. Your mama did. Your, your, your father just didn't pass. And everybody is in sorrow. They're in sorrow. They're going through grief. And here comes somebody that begins to ask Christ. He said, you know, he said, Tim, I'm going to follow you wherever you go, wherever you go. But when Jesus gave him the real deal, and we talk about the father, his father, you can't even go to the funeral. You can't even make funeral arrangements. That's how important the kingdom is. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, let the dead bury the dead. And then he says, you come on and follow me. Jesus is a bad boy. Because he knew that, that, that the kingdom is more important than anything. The kingdom will always be here. It will always be here. Mom and dad and the family and everybody else, they can be gone. But the kingdom will always be there. Is that it will always be there for us. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. Top priority. Seek God. Say, God said, seek me first. That's what he's saying. This may not be a wonderful message, one that's loving, that y'all just excited about. <laughs> but it's the message God said, give. He said, if you want to live a balanced life, you got to do things first. Your priorities has to be set in line, and the kingdom is first. Not about church teaching, because church teaching is wrong. When you come down to dealing with all these different denominations and all that mess, that's not God. He taught kingdom. He didn't teach all that other stuff. He taught kingdom, and then he told us to line up, position ourselves. Position ourselves. Told that man, listen, you, you, you forget about going to bury your folk. That's what he said, right? That's what the scriptures say, right? That's what he said, right? He said, man, you let the dead bury the dead. I wonder who his mother dead he was talking about. Must have been some people walking around that call on the name of Jesus that wasn't really alive in the spirit. Let me put it that way. Because he said, let the dead bury the dead. So if you're without the spirit, you're dead. You're spiritually dead if you're without God, if you're without the spirit. Amen? Boy, that's strong. I'm telling you, that's, that's strong. Now, now l- let me show you what else he says. Let's go to Luke. Luke 18. Thank you, Holy Spirit. St. Luke. St. Luke, chapter number 18. St. Luke, chapter number 18. Thank you, Lord. St. Luke, chapter number 18. All hope is not gone. All hope is not lost. It's not lost. Amen. Watch what he says now. When you give up everything to follow him, when you give up everything to follow him, 
when you when we reposition ourselves or realign ourselves and, and we're operating in righteousness, watch what he says. Everything is not lost when you follow him. Now, St. Luke chapter number 18 and beginning at verse number 28. Now, prior to that, there was this young man. He was rich. And, you know, he, he, he begins to conversate with God. And, and uh, he began to tell God he didn't keep all the commandments and he didn't done all this and stuff. And God turned around and told him, he said, you like one thing. He said, you like it one thing. He said, go sell all that you have. And he said, then come and give to the poor and then come follow me. He couldn't do that. Why? Because he was attached to material things. See, that's what's wrong with society today. We are attached to materialistic things. We're too attached. But at the very breath of God, he can take everything away that we have. He can take everything. Check out some of the folks that's been in hurricanes and tornadoes and see can he take everything at a, at a breath, at a wind. We're too attached to material things. He said, but set, he said, make sure you balance your life. Don't let your life be set up on materialistic things, how much you can have, how much we can eat, how much money we got. Now, no, God said, no, no, no. Now watch 28. Watch what he, if we do what he says his way, if we do it the way God says do it, amen, with his priorities. Verse 28 says this, then Peter, he says, lo, we have left all and follow thee. There's a disciple. He says they've left everything to follow Christ. Look at the response that he gives when we do and when we leave all to follow him. Verse 29 says, and he said unto them, verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, parents, or brothering, or wife, or children for the what sake? For the kingdom of God's sake. Then here's the promise. He says this. If, if you've done all that, if you, if you begin to follow God at all costs, this is a promise in verse number 30. He says, who shall not receive manfold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting? He says, if you give up all that, he says, you're going to get it all back manfold, many times over, many times over. I'm not talking about having 15 wives now like Solomon or uh, 300, 600, 700, whatever he had. I'm not talking about that now, okay? It wouldn't be just to be clear on that. But what he is saying now, he said, everything that you lost, he said, I'll give it back many times over, many times over. And then he said, not only in this present time, right now, in this present time, and then he said, in the time everlasting. He said, I will give it all back to you if you follow me. He said, what have you lost? God said, listen, I'm, I'm going to bless you back. Stop worrying about it. He said, but you've got to seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things, he says, it will come back to you. Now, let's go back to, let's go back to, to, to St. Uh, Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. We're talking about that right alignment. So let's go back to Matthew. St. Matthew chapter number 6. Let's go back there. We're almost done. Now, when he tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he says, all these things shall be added unto you. Watch verse number 25 in St. Matthew chapter number 6. This is the part we miss. This is the part we miss. 
Well, we also miss uh, verse 33 because we don't seek the kingdom first or right positioning or right alignment with God. He said all these other things will be added because we get in a panic mode when, when God begins to subtract. Anybody do that beside me? Amen. Thank you, sister. We get in a panic mode when God began to subtract our two, I say two nickels and a dime. That's what I say. We, we get in a panic mode. But watch what God says in, in St. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse number 25. 25 says, Wherefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. It, life is more than that, what he was saying. He said, don't worry about that. If you want to live a balanced life, if you do it God's way and you do your prioritizing, God said, you don't have to worry about what you got to put on. You, you don't have to worry about what you have to eat. He said, life is more than that. But sometimes you wonder about how many, how many hours in a day do we really work? When we're, whether we're on the job or off the job. Think about it. How many hours do we really work? Are we really seeking after righteousness and his kingdom? Or are we seeking after the other materialistic things? God says, I will provide everything that you need. I'll provide. Living a balanced life. Balanced life is not being to the point where it's so much chaos, you don't know which way is up. That's not balanced life. You know, balanced life is being able to, to go through situations and circumstances in your life and still come out on top, knowing that God's going to take care of all of it. He says in his word, now he says, life is more than, than, than me. And you remember he says what the kingdom of God is not. You remember that in the book of Romans? He said, well, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. That's, that's not what it is. Here he's saying, listen, don't worry about it because I got you. And verse 26, he says this. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Think about it. Think, God says, listen, when you, the next time you step out, and you see the fowls of the air, and when you see the birds, and, and, and they're flying, and it seems like they don't have a care in the world. Think about how they come down sometime, and you're the one that feeds them. God made provisions, even for the birds of the air. Think we got a, We have a neighbor. He got a little dog. And I don't think they always feed him. I don't believe they always feed him. I don't. Because he shows up at our house all the time. He's always sitting on the hill waiting for something to eat. You know what we do? I just, you know, go get some food. You know, and, and, and it seems like he knows when the garage door goes up. He knows. Because he sits there and he waits until something comes out of the house and it comes to him. Now, most recently, he was brutalized because we had, well, we had, we had fed him, Okay. I mean, his owner beat him in the head and jacked him up, and it was just a, it was a bad scene. But the thing is, uh, and he kept, he, he was hungry. You could tell, because one day Dr. Man went out, he looked like he was trying to eat rocks. So what I did, and, and God, I, I, I'm trusting and believing it's all right. So now when I go to the store, I buy dog food. 
And when I buy, because I know my neighbor is watching, I know, I know that he is, I take that dog food, Brother Philip, and where I used to put it out in the open for him to eat, and I realized the man was watching. So now I go around the back of the house with, with the can of dog food in the back, and then I put it there, and I just nicely go on back to my back door. He's still getting fed. But he's not getting beaten. So God, what I'm saying, God will make provisions. I mean, for the least, for the, the least little thing, the middle little thing, God will make provisions. God said, now listen, if I can provide for the birds of the land, how much more can I provide for you? I don't know who's going through, whether somebody on online community or whether somebody's present, that they may be going through a financial crisis. But God's word today is that don't worry about it. God said, I got it. He says, I got it. He said, if I can do that for the birds of the air and the, fowl, the fowls of the air, he said, I, I can do it for you. He said, don't worry about it. He said, you just seek my kingdom and his righteousness. He said, that's what you need to do. Do your other prioritizing, whatever else you got lined up for your day. But the first two things is to prioritize what God tells us to do, kingdom and righteousness. And everything after that is, is secondary, but as long as it's kingdom and righteousness first. God said, I will take care of you. And then he goes on and he, he paints a beautiful picture. Verse 27 says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his statue? In other words, he's saying, by you worrying, is it going to change anything? It ain't going to change nothing. It won't change nothing. Uh-uh. He said, but don't worry about it. He said, I've got it. And then he says in verse 28, he says, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider your clothing. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Look, look at the beauty of God's kingdom. When you, when you begin to think about it, you look at the trees and how beautiful they are and the flowers, they don't spin. They don't, they don't do no work. They don't call nothing. They just exist. They're beautiful. He said, look at them. Look at the beauty of God. And then he says this. He says in verse 29, he said, And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Even Solomon in all of his beauty, it was not arrayed as beautiful as God's kingdom is. God says, if you want to know and understand how things are going to be in your life and to trust him, he said, look at my beauty. Look at the things that I have created. You think about, look at the trees. Some of them are all different colors. They mean they turn, they turn colors in the fall. And, and, and even though in the winter season, they, they mean the, the, the leaves, they, they drop off and they're bare. But when it comes down to spring, they begin to blossom again. God said, if you can look at these things, you will know that I am real. He said, I'm real. He said, don't worry about it. Just balance your life. Just balance your life. Seek after the kingdom. And then he says this, verse number 30, he says, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? He says we have little faith when we don't trust and when we do not believe him. So he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. He says, don't worry about that. He says, your job is to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. He said, get in right standing. Take your priorities for the day or the week 
And when you line them up, you know, they are wonderful priorities. But then you've got to organize your priorities. Because everything is not really important that we think is important. And then the most crucial thing he says, we've got to learn how to discipline ourselves to carry out the priorities that we have. Now, what is discipline? Discipline is self-imposed restraints. Y'all got that? Discipline is self-imposed restraints. God is not going to do it for you. He's giving it to you. And the thing he's saying now, you've got to be able to discipline yourself. You can't change up your priorities. You've got to do it God's way. Living a balanced life. Living a balanced life. It's God's way or no way. And if you want to live a balanced life, God says you have to take what he says in the word of God, which is God's mind on paper. God's mind on paper. This is God's mind on paper. And he said your priorities have to be first the kingdom and then uh, lining yourself up, righteousness. Now, righteousness is not wearing long dress and all that stuff and not wearing earrings, not wearing, that's not righteousness. That's man-made stuff. And man-made, a man making a lot of mess. But he said align ourselves up with righteousness. And everything else that you need, he says he will supply it. He will, he 